Hello there, this is Brett, one of your two dads for Dads Meet World. Wanted to first thank you for listening to our first 11 episodes. And uh, you're about to listen to number 12, our very special episode where we welcome the moms to Dads Meet World. Also wanted to give you a heads up, this was an early, early recording in the process. And we had four of us around the table with children and animals roaming around. So you're probably going to hear some kids roaming around, a cat playing with a ball, maybe some dogs running around. It was a little bit of unorganized chaos, and uh, you're going to hear some microphone echoing, uh, microphones picking up people that weren't right in front of them. I did a lot of work cleaning it up, but uh, in the end, it is what it is, and hopefully uh, you're still able to enjoy it, because I know I was laughing while I was editing it, and uh, yeah, so really hope you enjoy it, and we're looking forward to being able to bring you a little bit of laughter and a little bit of learning into your Friday. And hey, as we get close to Black Friday and and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that wonderful time of year, don't forget to check out dadsmeetworld.threadless.com for all of your Dads Meet World swag. Welcome to Dad's Meat World, your weekly dose of 1990s mayhem. We are two dads who take a little bit of time every week to go back through the seminal 1990s sitcom. Brett ran on ABC from 1993 to 2001. I am one of your hosts, Brett. And beside me is... I'm the other host and other dad, Tyler. That's right. And today we've got something a little special for you. Very special. We have... Live and in person, normally Tyler and I, uh, we host over the web, and today we actually managed to get together in person, and we brought along the moms for moms to uh, meet the world with the dads, and currently there's a cat trying to meet the world over (laughs) at uh, Sarah's mic. (laughs) Yes, but if you could introduce yourselves. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And, And which dad do you belong to because we believe in possessive humans? No one. (laughs) Brett belongs to me (laughs) Kelly Tyler belongs to Sarah (laughs) I'll go with that (laughs) I think Amy or Amy and Alan Matthews would approve of that so I think so that works and if you hear any children screaming in the background we are not torturing them all of our children are playing some video game upstairs i forget which super one super smash brothers super smash bros yes ranging from 5 to 15 years old so yeah if you hear a thud we didn't beat our children <laughs> yet yes yet <laughs> oh boy <laughs> well brett how you doing? We're together we for the are first together. time. Yes, yes. We have not been in the same room for quite some time, and I'm doing pretty good. See, well, I can't really say last week because this episode will drop about seven weeks after the one we recorded where I talked about my back being out of joint. Yes, yes. No. But uh, doing pretty good. Having a nice little weekend where the Volks traveled up to hang out with us and we did some mini golfing yesterday. Yes, we did. In which, as a dad, I get to say I schooled both of my teenage children. Yes, and of course, you went to a course you've already done, thus you had an advantage over your children, which is the most dad thing to do in exactly. this situation. And it's, it's quite impressive that I had such an advantage having not been to that course in over two years. Yes. But again, <laughs> you've still have been to said course. So. Yes, I have. And Kelly and I had the younger kids, and we just said, hit the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to take this moment to call you out, Kelly, because someone informed me that technically she did not have two hole-in-ones. That someone's feet were in the way. Our child's foot was over the hole. (laughs) Doesn't count for a hole-in-one unless it goes into the hole. I know this is a dad's meet world but in mom world that is totally a hole in one listen if his foot hadn't been there it would have got in welcome to dad's meat world where dads are in charge but (laughs) wishes and nuts if wishes and what's were candy nuts we'd all have a merry christmas or something like that but to the point that i was gonna make you butchered that one here (laughs) (laughs) wishes and butts sorry so 
we have a very special episode today. Not that Boy Meets World does very special episodes, but, you know, this was an episode that it feels like, I don't know, almost like the boys are accusatory of their mother. And so we were chit-chatting about this, and we thought, hey, who better to talk about this than two actual moms that have to deal with stuff that we as dads don't have to deal with. That's right. And definitely needs a mom's voice. So we are going to record today episode 12 of season, season one, Once in Love with Amy. And uh, here's what happens in episode 12. Corey and Eric find out that Amy has been lying about going to bowling and thinks she is having an affair. Meanwhile, Mr. Feeney gives a math riddle to the class, and Minkus gets it wrong, while Topanga gets it right. Scory? Corey spends time (laughs) trying to figure out the answer to both problems. Dun-dun-dun. This episode was written by Ken Kuta. It was directed by David Trainer. Originally aired January 7th, 1994, and currently holds an IMDb rating of 7.6. Oh, you say January 7th? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch it's that. It's your birthday. It is, yes. <laughs> well, wait. So, 93, so I would have been one years old when this... No, was, no he said 94. 94? I'm sorry. Then I would have been two. I would have officially turned two yes. the day Tyler this aired. turned two. And uh, Corey was in sixth grade. So, listeners, you do the math. Yeah. Well, that's why I always say I'm a baby of the 90s. I wasn't technically a 90s kid. I was a baby. Um, so, that's why when we have things that come up that I'm like, oh, this is a 90s thing. Is this, you know, is this actually a 90s thing? Or is this just a TV thing? And, you know, Brett has been able to say, nope, this is a actual 90s thing or yeah that's definitely a tv thing so yep yep let's uh dive right into the episode shall we yes we start in the kitchen we where do. eric is on the phone and apparently he's talking to a girl that he's ticked off and she hangs up on him so he's like all right you are mad <laughs> Corey's making some jokes in his uh expense and uh they got the parents that are running around trying to get things ready to go and that's why I think let's let's get into the moms as quickly as we can. You know, you guys, we just watched the episode. So, ladies, how often does it feel like mornings look like this for you? That you you got to get somewhere, you got stuff to do, you got all the things to do, and yet everybody's just kind of in your way, including maybe your husbands. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, any thoughts? <laughs> Ours isn't quite the same right now, um, but that's because I have a little bit of a different role. Um, Amy is working out of the house and getting the kids ready, but um, you and I have an agreement right now because I'm also in school um, full time working on my master's. So you've been actually taking over some of the quote unquote mom duties to help get the kids to school and out of the house. So, um, but I'll tell you what, it is really interesting watching this episode from a mom view instead of as a kid when I was a kid because it's mm-hmm. just it's completely different <laughs> than what I thought about when I was a kid watching the episode I mean our mornings are normally Tyler's already at work and it's just me and uh, Grayson scrambling around the house so <laughs> well, quite often our son looks like Morgan of just I need you to move. Mm-hmm. I need you to do this. <laughs> and just whatever threats you can throw at them, uh, you know. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> it's all my fault. Or I'll give it to the dog. Which you guys could actually threaten that. We can't make that threat yet. <laughs> right. I did totally um, feel when Corey went to his mom and was like, Hey, I need that field trip thing from our kids do that all the time. Like totally last minute. Yeah. Except like, for they don't tell us ahead of time. So it's hanging on the refrigerator. ready right. to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, we learned that uh, Amy has bowling tonight and uh, we Dad... also learned she's a realtor. Yes. She is a realtor. I don't remember because we're jumping ahead as we record between episodes five and 12. I don't remember if those episodes six to 11, if we learned that. I don't think so. No, I watched all of them before I did the prep for this one and they did not address that at all. I think they've, they've discussed it maybe in the one where um, he's getting interviewed to maybe go into the genius school where they said, Oh yeah, I'm a realtor, but I think it's just a comment. It wasn't a, you're not seeing her trying to do things for Mm -hmm. her job. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but Alan has a manager's meeting, which sounds very fancy, um, that he has to be ready for. And the babysitter is not going to be able to uh, be there tonight. And so Eric has decided to step up since he doesn't have a social life. And uh, they're going to get pizza because why not? And apparently pizza cost 100 bucks in the 90s. And I didn't know that. Well, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that $20 that Alan left certainly would cover a large pizza and more. Uh, I don't think that would do that now because uh, I feel like it's always closer to 30 bucks. We have to order pizza. So I mean, five. this is like Little Caesars. I was about to say hot and ready. <laughs> hot and ready. Hashtag not a sponsor, Little Caesars. <laughs> Uh, Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. But hey, if anyone at Little Caesars wants to throw money our way, we certainly won't turn you down. (laughs) Or just pizza. (laughs) Especially since this year they are now the new official pizza of the NFL. Oh, that's true. Also, hashtag not a sponsor, but hey, we're willing to listen. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hashtag not yet a sponsor. There you go. Yes. Uh, We jump to the school, and uh, Mr. Feeney is giving us a... Uh, riddle. And I do have that riddle for us, so let's uh, take a listen. Al washes the car in six minutes. Fred washes the same car in eight minutes. How long will it take Al and Fred to wash the car together? Piece of cake. Think about it, Mr. Matthews. I don't have to think about it, Mr. Feeney. It's simple. It is anything but simple, Mr. Matthews. But I've got the answer. I'm not interested in the answer. Why not? Because I'm more interested in how you arrive at the answer. And you couldn't possibly have arrived at the correct answer so rapidly. But I did it. I've arrived. I'm here. I'm ahead of you. Oh, well, then, if you're ahead of me, what is the answer? Seven. Seven. That's not the correct answer. Yes. Now, Kelly, I saw, I, I, I heard and saw a reaction from you when uh, Mr. Feeney announced this riddle. What was that? Oh, just that I knew it was coming because I remember it from the last time I've watched the episode. And it, first of all, word problems drive me crazy. (laughs) And second of all, I knew it didn't have an answer. And it was, those problems drive me insane. Did either of you, or just not either, is any of you have like a teacher that would like to do riddles and like little mind puzzles, brain puzzles, teasers to get you going in the morning? Trying to think back. It hasn't been that long, Kelly. <laughs> oh, yes, it has, Tyler. <laughs> I can't think of any. Uh-uh. I will say I had in fifth grade, we had a teacher who would do almost on a daily basis, either a puzzle or something that's to kind of get us going. Sometimes it was a simple, well, there isn't really an answer. Like, there you go. You get, you know, points to our thing. Uh, but sometimes there would be an answer, you know. So there's always something different he was always throwing at us. This is the same one that would do the computers I always talk about. That was one of my favorites. I, I mean, I'm sure I did, but nothing's coming to mind that stands out. <laughs> but did you like how Feeney automatically knew what answer he was going to give? Seven. Hmm? He's been his teacher for how many years? He knows and his neighbor. He knows Mr. Matthews very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I, I'm wondering if is this a math class or is this merely a brain teaser to get the class thinking? I don't think it's a math class. I truly think this is a start of the day puzzle, and he's going to keep doing it until he gets the answer out loud that he wants to hear and can do the lesson. It could be waiting until Friday because that's a Mr. Feeney thing. <laughs> Now, I, I did look. Um, I did my own deep dive. How dare you? That's my thing. Really more of a tip, uh, toe in the pool. Did you look for an actual answer to this question? I did, yes. Did you find anything? Yes. Um, let me get to that page. Because I found multiple answers. Yes. That was also <laughs> what I had found, too. Uh, let me, let me oh, here's... Okay, yeah. Go ahead. You give what you have, and then I'll tell. I'll... I found three minutes and 25 seconds. Uh-huh. I found three minutes and 43, or 3.43 minutes, and three minutes and 26 seconds. Yep. Yeah, those are the main ones that I got as well. Basically, like, from the internet research I was doing was like, hey, there's this thing from Boy Meets World, and they said this, and Mr. Feeney said there's no answer, and a mathematician was like, no, there is an answer, (laughs) Uh, in particularly uh, 21st century uh, memics. Um, That was the uh, 3.43 or three minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, however, 
uh, I go back to the whole point of this is it's, there's no answer. Mr. Feeney doesn't want an answer. He just wants you to think about it. Well, and there's so many variables. They're talking about the difference between uh, a problem having a black and white answer and a problem having a gray answer. And, like, there's so many things. Like, what if a little doggy came by and distracted yeah. one of the boys from washing the car? Then what if they you're knocked over the time. water bucket? Yeah, and then they had to refill it. What happens if they forgot the soap and had to go to the store and buy it? Like, there's so many different... You were thinking that too, mm-hmm. Sarah. <laughs> but as a dad, I would never think about that. It's just here's the job. We do the job. We get done with the job. It's because and I... we see the kids. They do the things. <laughs> <laughs> they trip over the water buckets. They get distracted. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. They get bored. And this was in the '90s, but today they'd um, get a ding on their cell phone and then have to check their text messages for five minutes. So like. <laughs> and then they drop their cell phone in the water and freak out. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I thought that tied in nicely to the whole. Uh, would you guys like to know when the first car wash was invented? Well, yes. <laughs> sure. Just, I went down a small rabbit hole when I was looking into this. It happens. Uh, so the first one was invented in Detroit. Uh, two men uh, created the automated uh, laundry, is what they call it at first, in 1914. Oh, wow. And there are five different types of uh, car washes. There's a self-serving, exterior rollover, exterior only, full service, and detail shop. And I decided to stop there because I was like, that's too much. We need to, we have more things to talk about. (laughs) We used to live next to someone who did detail work. Oh, yeah, we did. He was really good at it. Yes. But so what you're saying is the question is moot because you just drive the car to the car wash and it'll wash it for you, right? Exactly. exactly. If you if you think correctly, that's how I arrive at the conclusion. <laughs> so uh, uh, Mr. Feeney informs uh, Minkus that he's wrong. Oh, yes, because Minkus goes along this almost like a lecture to the other students of, well, if you do this and if you do this, here's the answer. And he's like, no, you're wrong. You know, the law of average is better than I do. It's bound to happen. Do you have the wrong? I As don't. In, no, oh. no, I don't have that one. <laughs> That's a good one. You should have that for later on just to go wrong. You mean not right? <laughs> I should. I should pull that one. And then Minkus goes to the office or to uh, the nurse and Sean's quite happy about that. <laughs> Sean is very, very joyful about just how Minkus takes this. Yes. <laughs> As Corey says, they've been waiting for preschool for this to happen. Yes. So. so we have now evidence that Minkus has been with them since preschool, which is quite a long time. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Topanga decides she's going to channel an ancient Egyptian mathematician. Yes. The one who first solved this math problem. Because, you know, cars were around in ancient Egypt. <laughs> What did they wash? <laughs> Chariots, horses, the pyramids. But she gets the <laughs> right. question right. But Mr. Feeney will show everybody what the answer is, which I think is odd or interesting, you could say. Well, based on what the question is supposed to be about, I, I think it's it's a very Mr. Feeney move. Right. Corey takes some umbrage at that. She's cheating. She copies off dead guys. Now, I will say, uh, this is the second time we see Topanga, and this time she's not a main character to the actual story, but she's there, and she's, you know, helpful, useful, and also, you know, clearly is interacting with Corey in odd ways. Yes. (laughs) Like growling at him. Tries to eat him. I was about to say, uh, my next favorite part is whenever he tries to look at the answer, she turns around and growls at him. Yes. Nice demon. (laughs) Dana's not here. There is only Zool. (laughs) For you kids at home, that's from a movie called Ghostbusters. <laughs> so the uh, the kids wind up at home. Corey and Sean are putting in way too much effort for, to yes. solve this problem than we normally see. Yes, they're they're really deep diving trying to figure out how to solve this problem. They've got a Barbie car. They got a couple of Barbies. <laughs> I didn't do a deep dive into Barbie. We don't have the time. <laughs> um, but uh, they have brushes. They have water and soap, and they're gonna figure this thing out. That's right. And Minkus comes knocking. Now I'm just a brainless, pathetic moron without a clue. Trust me, it's not so bad. <laughs> What's the answer, Matthews? <laughs> What's the answer? 
seven. <laughs> in my opinion, seven. In my opinion, seven. Oh my gosh. I think that whole scene with Minkus was like the best mm-hmm. Minkus scene ever. Because <laughs> he comes in looking all disheveled and like he's been going crazy. Mm-hmm. But in a world where a kid is always told he's right when he's told he's wrong, it's a mental and emotional toll to figure out how do I move forward. Yes, he had an existential crisis. Yes, I can be wrong. It's like the Fonz when he finds out he's wrong in Happy Days. But yes, I mean, on a serious note, I mean, a child who's all of a sudden told that he can't or he is wrong, he can't do everything he wants to, all of a sudden the world is upside down. Yes. And we find out Sean's mom is still around at this point. Yes, because uh, Amy's, uh, they find out, uh, Corey says, oh yeah, he's, uh, she's going to bowling. And uh, Sean says, nope, bowling's done. It's been done for six weeks. Which, I gotta say, I have family that bowls. It bowl, They bowl almost right up until the brink of early summer. summer. Yeah. So if they're still wearing sweaters and whatnot at this time, I'm questioning yeah, This was the January. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless they don't this even is take like, a break like no. for Christmas unless Christmas and Christmas Eve fall on bowling so nights. So you're calling like, you're calling bull on this being a league that actually stopped 6 yeah. weeks before Christmas. Unless this is such a popular bowling alley where they have to run like different leagues yeah. throughout the winter time period I, mean, I would call bowl on that. we do live in a small town That's but true. like they bowl from september to late april yep and then half of them end up going into the golfing uh, course <laughs> yeah, after that because <laughs> my father who both bowls and golf will literally go one day he'll be bowling and then the next week he's golfing or later on he'll be golfing one week and then the next week he's bowling so I'm guessing the writers did not have experience with bowling leagues. I would not imagine to choose so. that as well, their story. We have line. established thus far on Dad's Meat World that Boy Meets World takes place in a different universe where yes. in this season, the Phillies actually were in the World Series and they did not take advantage of it. Correct. <laughs> so It was happening at the same time. So they, they did fall into a hole where they had to you know, make it seem like they didn't. But yeah, in this world, of Boy Meets World, Barry Bonds is in the World Series, and he never made it to the World Series this year. So, Yes. So it's probably feasible that bowling leagues only run until just before Christmas. Oh, uh, uh, just a side note. Um, I find it interesting that Sean's over at the Matthews house because his mom was looking at a fun with liver cookbook. But yes. just a few episodes back, Amy was buying liver for the Matthews family. Yes, I think, uh, again, we talked about this before, but the 90s was big into liver is bad. We shouldn't eat liver and kids don't like it. And so maybe it's just a bunch of Hollywood writers who are like, we really need to get this out of the zeitgeist of family meals. And I appreciate that. (laughs) It's the body's filter. The boys decide they're going to investigate since the league ended. Yes. Uh, They're going to NYPD blue this thing, (laughs) which as we were sitting here, I decided I didn't do a deep dive on them. (laughs) I should. Uh, So real quickly, NYPD blue ran for 12 seasons for 261 episodes. It's a police procedural drama. Created by Steve uh, Bachko and David Milch, I think is how you say it. Bachko. Bachko. It depicts the 15th precinct in the Manhattan Square. Uh, originally aired in uh, September 2000, or sorry, September 21st, 1993. So it started airing right around the same time as Boy Meets World. So as they're writing more episodes, I think I'm assuming the show is super popular right away. Oh, yes. This it was NYPD Blue was huge for ABC at the time. This this was what's known as Synergy. Boy Meets World ABC, NYPD Blue, new hit show on ABC, 10 o'clock hour. It was very popular for showing off naked butts in the shower at one point. Fascinating. Nothing to do with being a police procedural, but that's what everyone heard about it. (laughs) Interesting. So no wonder Sean would uh, be watching that, I guess. Yes. Because it sounds like a thing that a young kid would be like, I have to watch it. All right, so uh, the last episode aired March 1st, 2005. Uh, it was the longest-running one-hour drama until 2016 when Grey's Anatomy uh, took their place. And I don't think Grey's Anatomy will ever give up that slot. 
Probably not. <laughs> it's never going to end. It's never going to end. <laughs> Gray's and grandchildren next. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, the boys investigate the bag, which clearly does not have a bowling ball. It has uh, spiked bowling shoes. Yes. And a <laughs> lovely uh, evening gown, which will allow Amy to show some leg while picking up that 710 split, Eric says. Yes. Yes, yes. Ladies, would you bowl in this? Nope. I wouldn't even wear heels in general. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, there sparkly heels? Give me a pair of sparkling flats. <laughs> I have. I know. <laughs> All right, quick question, moms. Heels, evil or necessary evil? I know so a evil. lot of moms may disagree with me, but I do not do heels. I don't do heels either. There you have it. I mean, we're maybe like, the different type of mom that we wouldn't might, do we heels. We might be, because there's some hip moms out yeah. there that can rock high heels. Yeah. But. We have done a definitive survey on the Dad's <laughs> Meat World podcast, and women of the world, heels are evil, according to our sample survey audience. <laughs> yes, of the, uh, we have a 100% ratio right now of the people on this podcast that we don't do heels. I also don't do heels because I would be ridiculously taller than Tyler. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> you guys asked about the heels. If yes. I wore heels, I'd be ridiculously taller than Kelly, too. <laughs> so I only wear them when she's not around. But anyway, the boys. Uh... So hold, hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> Will you wear heels when your wife is not around that she doesn't own? If the occasion calls for it. Okay. So anyway, the boys are, uh, Amy interrupts the boys. They shove everything back in. Ben Savage very clearly breaks while yeah, shoving yes, stuff back into the bowling he bag. He cracking up. You can just see them all, uh, probably all three of them are just <laughs> laughing because you can just see them just like trying to shove it. And I don't even know if they actually zipped it up, but. I don't think they got it zipped up. I think that was an in-between shots yes. fix. They're all sitting at the table very much, um, very clearly <laughs> dog caught with the, Something it's not supposed to have. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Amy carries on the ruse. The bag is so heavy. You're going out for bowling, right? It's like the meme with the Padme and uh, uh, Anakin meme right now. For those of you that don't know, a meme. <laughs> well, Kelly's staring at me because I don't know if she's seen the meme that I'm uh, referencing. I have. I have. I have not. I'm pretty sure I've shown you the meme. Anyway, <laughs> for, for those of you at home, <laughs> it's four panels. Anakin is, is presented as saying something, and Padme is smiling and saying, for example, um, uh, I'm going to do something innocuous, like I'm going to host a band concert or something. And, she, and Padme says, for the children, right? And the next panel is just Anakin staring with the same expression. And Padme is then with a different expression saying, the children, right? So anyway, enough of that little not-so-deep dive. The boys decide that it really is probably as bad as it sounds. And Sean convinces them they need to tail Amy. Yep. Just like they would on NYPD Blue. By day to ordinary kids. By night to ordinary kids on a bus. <laughs> Talking dirty. Talking dirty. I'm really not sure what Eric and Corey talking dirty would look like. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> so the boys leave to go tail Amy, and uh, on their way out, they remind Sean, figure out the math question, and if he figures it out, and Corey dies. And Corey dies to have Topanga's mathematician channel it to him or something like that. Because <laughs> he needs to know that answer. Yes, he needs to know. <laughs> I did a small deep dive on the Labugia. Ah. So, first of all, this is a fake restaurant, as you probably guessed. But it uh, translates from Italian, the lie. Which, interesting. Uh -huh. Very interesting that a lot of seniors take their dates to a restaurant called The Lie. Yes. <laughs> I did find a list of the 16 sexiest Philadelphia restaurants. If you'd like me to <laughs> uh, read off some of them. Did, did they give a criteria for what they selected as sexiest? Uh, this is coming from Thrillist. So it's a website. I'm not sure. Well, I think it's like a, just like a travel, eating, like review type 
website. So, but what makes it sexy? That's what I want to know. It's just, it's just what they did. I don't know. <laughs> they just said, "Hey, these are the sex, sixteen sexiest places to take a hot date to." So, one is the Townsend. EXP, EPX, sorry, the mono. That sounds like a <laughs> the mono? <laughs> yes. A and then M O A N O. Okay, at least it's M A. The Amano, not yes. the mono. Alfin Rose, Amada, Cantino Los Cab. Calabietos, I believe is how you say it. Charlie was a sinner. Oh! <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Double knot. Uh, this one actually popped. Actually, I did actually Google like sexy places, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just because it's like, hey, looking for things were you looking at? They were making it sound like this is the hip hop place to go get food and then dance. I'm like, all right, well, food and dance. And a place that popped up multiple times. Anytime I search, this always popped up called Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This place has four little uh, dollar signs. So I'm assuming it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is so sexy about Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Well, the long running, newly renovated <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday makes an idyllic date spot, especially when an eight course tasting menu as part of the deal. Snag one of the limited number of reservations for the indulgent dinner service in the intimate uproom dining room where you will share sweetbread New York strip for an an impressive date night feast. Mm. All right. So I'm thinking expensive. That's why it's sexy. (laughs) No dancing. Sexy equals expensive. Got it. I didn't find a true like place to go eat and also dancing. Sorry. So I don't know if it actually exists in Philadelphia. Well, it sounds like they better watch Boy Meets World and get some ideas about Labuja. Well, I think what we're what we've learned so far is that a lot of the writers from L.A. will just take an L.A. thing and just go, well, Philadelphia has to have that, too. Right. (laughs) Well, all of you fans in Philadelphia, you should tell us where you can eat and dance. Very good. Yes, that's right. If you are a listener from the Philadelphia area and I personally know of one or two people who (laughs) probably don't listen to this, but I have friends who live there. Not yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hashtag not yet. <laughs> yes. Hashtag not yet. Uh, let us know uh, what what your favorite sexy restaurants are to go eat at. And don't just send us your list of Googled sexy places. So we uh, move on. Alan is coming home and uh, Sean is teaching Morgan how to play five card go fish. <laughs> Yes, she also has known two as poker. And two, and three three daddies. Daddies. <laughs> yes, I do have a small little deep dive on poker, if you'd like. Poker, I hardly know her. <laughs> poker, especially the type that he's teaching her, is similar to Texas Hold'em, which is where you have two cards in your hands and cards come up. You don't have a choice in them. In this, though, you get five cards. So once everyone's paid up the blind or, or bid, uh, everyone gets five cards. A round of uh, betting occurs. Uh, if one player remains at the first round betting and the following uh, the first round draws, each player gets to ask for a specific amount to be given back. So you can go, hey, I want two cards. So they put two cards down they get two more cards and the whole goal is to get the best hand you can get uh, you go a couple of rounds until someone says i'm good and then you have to decide at that point do you want to go in on this or not and then uh, another round of betting will commence if two people are left everyone shows and whoever has the best hand takes so that's why the full house takes it i love those olsen twins yeah speaking of the olsen twins i have a small deep dive on uh <laughs> Sorry, this is how things tend to go. You know, they mention a joke and I go, hey, I should look into this. And if they do two jokes side by side, I go, hey, this and this, let's just do it. And we have well established the Tanners and the Matthews could never cross over in this universe because... Morgan watches Full House. Multiple times Full House has been brought up. Unfortunately, uh, Full House cannot be a part of the universe unless this is a reality TV show Full House is and you're following a family. But they're both part of TGIF. (laughs) Right. So that's what I'm saying. Unless Full House in this universe is actually a reality TV show. It's not, but, you know, let's just imagine. Full House ran for eight seasons, 192 episodes, uh, was created by Jeff uh, Franklin. 
uh, starred, uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget, John Stamos, Dave Coulier, Candace Cameron Ray, Jody Sweden, and uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, which is why Morgan says, I love the Olsen twins. Um, you forgot Lori Loughlin. Uh, I wasn't going to bring her up because uh, I don't count her anymore. She's, she got she's still there. Yeah, partially. I didn't also mention Steve because I figured I had enough people. Are you engaging in cancel culture, Tyler? I am. He is. I am not. Aunt Becky was one of my favorite characters. Yes, and Aunt Becky did a very bad thing. No, Aunt Becky did not do a bad Lori thing. Lori Loughlin did. <laughs> Aunt Becky did not. Either way, yes. It first aired September uh, 22nd in 1987 and last aired in May 23rd. 1995. So Full House has been going on for quite some time before Boy Meets World is there. By the time that Boy Meets World is coming out, Morgan would roughly be a similar age to uh, the girls, maybe a year or two. The twins. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Full House. We literally watch a baby turn into a five-year-old. Like seven. Is it? It's seven seasons. She's like... I can't keep track. Yeah. Uh, this just said eight seasons. Thank you very much. Okay, so she's eight. <laughs> And welcome to our relationship dynamic. And this is why you're joining Dad's Meet Marriage Advice. <laughs> where we now join in progress Tyler and Sarah's disintegrating marriage. <laughs> Don't worry, kids. They love each other very much. We're going to go to one of the sexiest places in Philadelphia <laughs> to rekindle things. Don't worry. Okay. Tyler Googled sexy places. Yes. Um... I was an incognito, so luckily that's not going to affect my search history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to finish my deep dive into Full House, for those that didn't know, most people do, but they did do uh, another show, Fuller House, continuing in the universe on Netflix that aired uh, February 26, uh, 2016, and ended in June 2nd, 2020. And we watched every single episode. You're welcome. I think I saw the pilot and that's it oh, i've watched all of full house in fuller house I, i'm referring to fuller house we haven't had netflix for years so. oh interesting we have to have conversations about certain shows on there that you have to watch <laughs> well then we have to convince brett which uh streaming service to give up in order to get netflix back <laughs> you could just be like tyler and uh say oh it's only two dollars this month and i'll cancel it when it's over didn't cancel it. Still paying for it. Okay, him. back to the Dad's Meet World podcast. <laughs> you invited the moms. <laughs> this is going to happen. So anyway, Alan comes home, wonders why uh, Sean is alone with Morgan and where the boys are. Also, why Morgan is still up. Because exactly. initially she was in bed when Amy left. No, she was upstairs playing in her room and she said she was hungry and wanted pizza. She wasn't in bed. And he's wondering why she's still up because it's 10, 15. Right. Yes. All, it's the same thing. <laughs> Do you go to bed before you eat pizza? Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Sean's cover for Corey and Sean, Sean's cover for Corey and Sean, for Corey and Eric, <laughs> is that they went to the library. Yes, libraries. That's an interesting concept. What time do libraries close, you may be wondering. Um, I have no idea when ours closes, <laughs> clearly. Ours closes by eight or yeah. nine. Eight o'clock, not yeah. nine. So, I... Googled quickly. Uh, <laughs> our library, our library varies. It's either like five, six, or the latest seven. But on a Saturday, whenever you promise your child that we'll take them to the library and it closes at three, it does not. It closed earlier. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, Corey, uh, which is where we live, they will close sometimes at eight. Philadelphia, however, uh, I looked at one in Philadelphia and it was very clearly seven o'clock every single day. But that's like downtown Philadelphia. However. The uh, Cayuga County libraries consistently, most of them will close on Google, it says 9 p.m. And I looked at three different ones in your area and they all said 9 p.m. So Valid it's possible for your children <laughs> that, you know, nine o'clock could, could it could be it could be. But not 10.15. No, not 10.15. No, 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 no. Bad excuse. Yeah, so uh, Alan and Sean are going to have a talk, not a relationship building kind of talk <laughs> when he comes back down. And uh, <laughs> first time in my life I'm in trouble with someone else's dad. It strikes me as odd. This is the first time in Sean's life he's in trouble with someone else's dad. Yeah. Well, me too. Set it up for the rest of the 
series, right? He he keeps getting in trouble with someone else's dad. <laughs> I think in universe, the way they make it seem is if Corey has always had other friends along with Sean, and it's almost like they made the choice this year. Hey, let's just be just you and me be besties mm-hmm. and stop worrying about other people think. And so it could be that Sean is just naturally now spending more time there and more likely to get in trouble by them. Yeah, that's true. This is pre-Cherry Bomb, right? Yes, very much pre. At this point, conveniently, as Alan disappears upstairs with Morgan, is when Corey and Eric return. What did you find out? Nothing good. Mom was at the club. She was dancing with some guy. In those red shoes. Wow. Yeah, she was snuggling up with him in a dark booth. Who was it? I don't know. I couldn't tell. Neither could I. There were lace curtains and plastic grapes hanging all over the place. (laughs) So what are you going to do? I have no idea. I can't keep this a secret, Eric. You know me. I'll crack. Dad will say goodnight, son, and I'll say, Mom was with another guy. (laughs) I mean, you're right. We're going to have to tell him. Corey, Eric, you know I'm always here for you. Just not right now. I told him you're at the library. Great lie, Sean. The library closes at nine o'clock. Yeah, he knew that too. <laughs> so clearly, lace curtains and plastic grapes are what make a sexy restaurant mm-hmm. in 1993. Apparently. 1993 Philadelphia, you make me sad. Wait, my grandma's house growing up had lace curtains and plastic grapes too. Wow. <laughs> Which grandma? Go grandma. Grandma K. Oh, well, mm-hmm. they had four girls, so. <laughs> she had tons of plastic fruit and lace curtains. <laughs> okay. This is now Dad's Meat World After Dark. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) where our main response is, ew. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so Corey and Sean reveal that they were on the bus for two hours. Two two hours and a half. Two hours and a half on four different buses. And of course, I did a small deep dive. (laughs) However, I'm going to call this a special first deep dive because I didn't actually have to do any research because I just knew it. Whoa. So as a former uh, public uh, transit driver, I know for a fact that if a kid were to get on to a place, say like midway through where I would used to drive through or where I would ride on, I would take roughly about, you know, hour to like 45 minutes, depending upon the traffic to get there. And thus, if they had to then get onto another bus downtown and then get onto another bus to go to a specific area, it's going to take roughly like 40-ish minutes to maybe an hour again. Again, it all depends upon traffic. This is probably peak rush hour because, you know, It's date night. Yes. And so it's very reasonable for two teenagers to be on the bus for about two and a half hours on four different buses. That's taking both into Pittsburgh Transit and also Buffalo Transit. So where you have driven. Yes, where I've driven. Yep. And Philadelphia is not going to be far off from that. No. And they probably will run more public transit as well than even those two communities, because I think more people depend upon public transportation. They do. Now, why don't you sit down, relax, not think that anything terrible is going on in your life. (laughs) That's like a regular date with kids, don't you think? Oh, yes. (laughs) So uh, during this whole time, as as Eric's beginning to spill his guts to Alan. (laughs) Corey is doing his best to not fold under torture. And he just can't keep up the charade. Do I have to draw you a picture? In one of my favorite sequences of season one. Alan was really after him. He said a mean hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So the gig is up. Mom is home. Corey and Sean, or Corey and Eric. Wow, that's going to be. Corey and Eric are standing in solidarity. Mouthful of pizza for Corey, because clearly that's the way to keep him shut up. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that's that's why. Alan had Eric and and Corey to support him. They're here. Yeah, they said, we're here to support you, Dad. That's why I had you. So he goes back out into the backyard and uh, reveals that, well, Amy's busted (laughs) because the boys didn't see Alan. (laughs) But they knew it was Amy. So I think this may be a good time to get into a small discussion about, ladies, how do you feel about the accusations that these boys were making upon their mother? 
What do you mean? <laughs> well, they they found all of this evidence and tailed her and saw what they saw and made their accusations, shared their evidence with Alan, but at no point did they talk to Amy. I mean, I, like Amy, would be like, you guys know me. Why would you ever think I would do that? But at the same time, active imaginations spiral out of control. Dramatic children coming from dramatic parents. (laughs) 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 Not yours. Just kidding. So in a way, I guess I'm saying like, I kind of see where they're coming from as a parent raising a dramatic child (laughs) with a dramatic husband. (laughs) At no point do they try to talk to mom about it or even just say, you know, were you with her? It was immediate. We saw her her alone with another guy. And that's all they're going. I called another guy! would have done the same thing if the tables were turned though Mm -hmm. i think they would have done it the same way i don't think it was because it was mom or because she's a woman or anything like that i think it's because they went straight to the parent who they thought was being wronged right and they were very quick to stick up for that parent um and to want him to know what was going on had they found a bag full of alan stuff sparkly alan shoes (laughs) and then saw him at a fancy place dancing in high heels yeah I, mean, I think they would have went to Amy. I don't and see told Alan her. in sparkly heels. No, Alan is saying. firmly. I mean, maybe he had sparkly, sparkly flats. Alan's in flats. Get sparkly that right. Flats. They're yeah, sparkly, but they're flats. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. I didn't say high heels. I said sparkly I shoes. Sparkly I said high heels. Okay, but I also say Alan is basically wearing what he would wear to a date with her. At from the grocery store anyway. Well, that's right. This is the problem so. with the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting fifty minutes for that to come out. You can just wear what you would wear to work out on White a date, male privilege. which you do. Oh yeah. And if I'm hiding that I'm going dancing bowling, I wouldn't be wearing a dress bowling. I would hope not. You don't want to show any leg picking up that no. 710 split? Corey has just gone off the deep end, uh, which really does show for later on in the series if anyone wonders why Corey is such a neurotic ball of mess in seasons six and seven. This is where it starts. Yes. His anxiety. <laughs> uh, I'd love to get a psychologist's take on Corey from seasons one through seven. Both the Matthews boys really need it desperately. <laughs> But I like that the boys are in their room and they're kind of just watching over the edge and they're like, okay, mom and dad are there. They're smiling. (coughs) They're hugging. What is going on? Dad's smiling. There's Oh, yeah. It means it's over. Yep. And uh, Amy, the brazen hussy, needs to go upstairs (laughs) and have a talk. You know, Corey's freaking out. Alan's out there. Amy's not out there anymore. Amy appears at the door. I overreacted. And so Amy, uh, you know, Amy's having this talk with the boys and letting them know that, you know, she was with, uh, you know, this amazing, this amazing man (laughs) who is this amazing dancer (laughs) and who is the love of her life, who, you know, is their father, who is their father. (laughs) You just ruined one of the best jokes. Yes. (laughs) That's not our father. (laughs) And at this point, I'd like to postulate that Eric's always been a little on the dumb side. And so for anyone by season seven, just look back to here. How long have you guys known me? Since we were born? Before we were born. Right. You know me inside and out. You know my heart. I was dancing with your father. But I thought Dad had a manager's meeting. Bogus. Like your bowling league. Yeah. So you guys lied to us. Look, Cora, I have a wonderful life, and I love being a mother, but but that's just not all of who I am. I'm, I also have a career, and I happen to be madly in love with my husband. Cool. Yuck. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you feel that way, Cora, because your father and I work very hard to keep our relationship fresh. <laughs> you know, keep the electricity going. <laughs> we want to stay hot for each other. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, in the podcast world, that is a very visual moment. And if you can find the episode on hashtag not a sponsor yet Disney Plus or on your DVDs. Not yet. 
Not yet. Did I say not a sponsor yet? yet. Okay. Okay. Not yet a sponsor. (laughs) Very, very fun acting from Ben Savage there. Uh, Just facial acting. And I can tell you, my own children have given us some of those expressions. Yes, they have. All we got to do to get them to leave the room is tell them that uh, we are going to kiss, we're going to make out, or... Uh, what was it the other day when we kicked him out of the bedroom and just to talk? Oh yeah, we were gonna talk <laughs> with quotation marks. <laughs> Although they put the quotation marks in themselves, they did. We were seriously just gonna talk. We were just but... gonna have a conversation. We didn't want him around. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, I really like how this conversation breaks down where Amy, you know, you've got this whole thing going on where mom's having an affair and cheating on dad, and she just kind of comes in and she drops any potential facade any you know she could have been mad at them that they left their their sister with sean that they're out roaming the streets and public transit right. uh, i mean she so many reasons to oh, be mad there are so many reasons to just drop the hammer on them but instead she opts for uh, just dropping the the facade, dropping the shields, and just saying, "You know my heart. Here's my heart, and here's why. Yes, I misled you, but this is not all I am. Is your mom?" And Corey calls her on. He's like, "You lied to us." Well, yeah, but you know, we like to keep things fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, as your kids get older, you do have to find ways to keep things fresh, right, Kelly? You got it. <laughs> and Tyler and Sarah, you will have to find ways to keep things fresh as they get to be teenagers. If you haven't already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we already put a lock on our bedroom door. <laughs> well, I think the things I like about this is that it's Amy explaining to them that I'm not just your mom. I am a wife and I have other things that I'm interested in because I think a lot of times moms tend to get more pigeonholed into Absolutely. I am mom, I mm-hmm. solve problems. I am wife, I solve problems. <laughs> I'm I'm here to cook, clean and do your laundry. Yep. And I think women get pigeonholed in that more than men do. Oh, for sure. Like men in our culture are allowed to have a job and have a social life. Moms Moms. don't have that luxury in our culture. And if you have a job, you still are expected to do everything around the house. Right. I have lots of... In our culture. Patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Not that we experience these things. Hashtag down with the patriarchy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're very progressive here on Dad's Meat World. uh, Men have bigger pockets. That's my biggest complaint about the patriarchy. Yes, we've talked about that quite a bit. And you know what? We are not your purses, so get over it. (laughs) But I wouldn't have to carry a purse if I had bigger pockets. Preach. No one's telling you you can't buy men's pants. I'm telling you. (laughs) They don't make pregnancy men pants. Yeah, they do not. (laughs) That's true. Fanny pack. What's the answer, Matthews? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I really liked also how uh, this kind of plants a seed in Corey's head to finally realize as we move into this final uh, wrap up scene that there's more than one way to look at a problem when you're presented with one. We end in the classroom. Mr. Feeney is reiterating his math riddle, and Corey has arrived at his answer. I know why you gave us this word problem. To suck the fun out of our lives. (laughs) Yeah, that. But the main reason is to get us to stop thinking like kids and start thinking like adults. I know that there's not always one right answer. There may not even be an answer at all. Startling. And how did you arrive at that conclusion? I found out that sometimes we need to learn to think differently. That's how Topanga knew, because she thinks differently. Really differently. (laughs) Well, Mr. Matthews, in all the time we've known each other, I don't think I've ever been so impressed. Thanks, Mr. Feeney. In the course of your education, you have been taught to look for the right answer. But you also must know that in life, many times, the right answer is that there isn't one. In the course of your educational career, you'll be taught that there is only one answer, only one right answer. And there are 
you know, there in, in the world of math, I'm sure there's always one right answer. In the world and as a whole, there is always going to be some sort of universal truth. But outside of those absolutes, in situations like the car wash, where there are variables we don't take into account, or Amy and her secret non-affair affair, <laughs> there are going to be different answers that can present themselves. And, you know, there, there are other answers that are out there that not necessarily that they're right or wrong, but you need to do a little better work at arriving at those those answers and really doing the work. And those were some of my favorite professors in college, the ones that didn't just want the answers but wanted us to think through them. This has always been my favorite types of teachers, the ones that wanted us to think critically. And uh, yeah, I really like how Mr. Feeney does that here, and he's engaging critical thinking in sixth graders, which is something that I don't think is done nearly enough today almost 30 years later. <laughs> I think so, that's something that's not even touched upon most of the time until you reach college or <laughs> just going into the outside world. Mm -hmm. Test answers are very, very important. And that's the only thing that is important to most of the kids. And that's what they've been taught. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need Mr. Feeney and other teachers like him, because they help us to see that, no, it's not just about the test. It's about what are you learning? And Feeney makes it very clear of what he believes education is. It's not just about repeating stuff. It's about gradually learning and gradually building up a knowledge bank. We continue to build on Mr. Feeney through the episodes and his view of, of education. So from there we go to our tag of the episode as Minkus solves time travel. All right. So we've reached the point of the episode where we're going to provide, uh, we're going to share our lessons that we've learned. We'll, we'll hand the floor over to the moms first. Uh, what did you learn through this uh, long and winding uh, paused recording at least three different times <laughs> episode of uh, Boy Meets World once in love with Amy what did you learn and take away from this episode I would like to say that we have not been given those questions before the podcast know, right? to ponder I told my told wife you. you told me that I would have to come up with a grade <laughs> I said we do grades and we do I was in the room lesson. before we started the episode to watch clearly we didn't listen <laughs> <laughs> it is now on digital tape. We have a woman admitting she did not listen. Ho, ho, ho. I'll go first so that okay. way it gives you both the time to think about it because I often wait until we're actually going through it and talking about it to, to think about it. Um, for me, I think it'll go back to the lesson that Feeney's trying to do. Um, and that is sometimes you have to think differently and there's not it's not just about getting the right answer it is how you get there um you know we have discussions in our household all the time because my wife and i will get to the same answer but we take very different routes to get there and sometimes we say it differently and then we'll get into an argument of like well you're saying it like this well you're saying it like this and then we'll be like oh wait we're saying the same thing we're just saying it differently we got here differently and everything's okay right yeah <laughs> um you know so we just I think it's just I have to think more about the fact of how I get places. And also, am I willing to think about things differently as well? Can I look at something through my wife's eyes or from my son's eyes? And, you know, is it just about how I see it or can I find other ways of getting there? And uh, for for my part, uh, the lesson I learned that I take away from is uh, there's a valuing in holding different perspectives. And if nothing else, that should encourage you to not just jump to conclusions, but to take the time to walk through those perspectives. A lesson that could benefit the world at large today. And I think uh, it's important for us to teach our kids about, um, you know, getting to the answer. And it's not all black and white all the time. And really... Maybe find a time. I mean, it's hilarious that they followed their mom to the, um, the restaurant and all that. But, you know, what if we what if they had been taught a little more critical thinking? Like, would they have stopped and asked before? I mean, obviously, it's a sitcom. That wouldn't have been funny. But <laughs> right, right. I think I always connect with characters when I'm watching 
a show and um, definitely being a mom, I really connected with Amy on this one. Um, it's really cool that this happened in the early 90s, um, just where everything was with the feminism movement. And yes, that is the offspring, the fruit of our looms upstairs, apparently. How amazing it was that she was already kind of arrived at that confidence level mm-hmm. of having a job, having kids, having a husband and also being herself. And trying to find time for herself and her relationship. Like. Right. And and finding a way to do it in such a way that makes it fun and mm-hmm. exciting and not just the same old boring stuff, because we all know that marriage is hard and that's um, a way that they um, could connect together. And sometimes I lose sight of that myself. So mm-hmm. it was just a really good reminder that I mean, like, it's really easy to. Oh, my gosh. Right. Mm-hmm. How easy also is it for you, ladies, if you're going to do like a date night to go? Well, do we really need to go out on a date? Like, what if we just not? Do we really want to spend the money? Right. So for them, it's almost like or a, let's just do the same thing that we always do. That's what I was going to say. Like, I honestly don't know the last time we were adventurous. Right. We're just like, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but not like how we used to, how we used to mm-hmm. just go spontaneously do something or go right. experience something new. We, we do a lot of the same stuff. Yep. Welcome back to Tyler and Brittany to step their game up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyler suggested we go on a date this week since we're off. Um, and he goes, what if we just go to Waldemere? And I was like, and what would you like me to do there? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> because as an FYI, I'm pregnant, so I can't do anything there. <laughs> so there's a good thought. Yes. I just got to think differently and critically. Yeah. And, and come pick up with another appropriate great. activities. There that are no wrong answers <laughs> except for the one I'm coming up with. Condition. <laughs> well, uh, yes. uh, ladies, what would you give this uh, grade for this episode? You're all worth every oh. inch of that C plus I gave you in math. <laughs> yeah, so on a grading scale, letter scale A through F, what would you give this grade or this episode? I do really like this episode. I'm the I'm going to give it an A. A, a Topanga deserved A. <laughs> a Topanga deserved A. I love it. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to do pluses? Yep. Yeah. Plus, minus. I think I do. I think I do a B plus. Do I have to explain why? If you don't want to, you don't have to. Because I don't know if I can articulate. That's okay. Uh, I actually started out as a as a B plus when I did my first run through, but uh, watching it through and talking it through again, I bumped it up to an A. It's it's pretty solid all around. Gives the from a character level, the characters all get some good exploration, and it it gives uh, gives some good real world interaction for the parents. And from a dad's perspective, it's kind of cool that the dad didn't get caught and the mom is the <laughs> vile hussy. Yeah. <laughs> Vile. He called her a hussy. Sorry, sorry. Brazen. Oh, brazen. Brazen. I knew I was wrong with vile, but (laughs) it's in my notes. Brazen hussy. hussy. Is anyone concerned that I was concerned about vile and not hussy? Uh, yes, I would uh, give this one a solid A minus. It's like right at that like 89 percentage. Like this is a really great episode. Um, there's not a whole lot of detractors from it. That's why, you know, it's in the A A range, but not in the B range. What is your grading scale? I don't know. I'm just going with A minus. Because you said like that's, an 89 percent. And that, that's that's a B plus. That's a, a B plus. plus. In my book. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm <laughs> saying it's an A minus is like I'm grading on a curve. To like ni- <laughs> 90 to like 93 is like a A minus. Well, on my curve, 94 it's, to like 90. it's an A minus. All right. Yeah. It's my grading. <laughs> I think you need a standardized grading scale. So this has been Dad's Meat World. And remember, there are no wrong answers. There are, are different ways to arrive at the answer. Correct. <laughs> so as we as we begin to wrap things up, we'd like to end we every episode with a dad joke. And I have this week's dad joke. So uh, I've got a pet duck. You do? I do. I, I have a pet duck. His name's not important. 
Why not? But uh, well, because it's just not important. Okay. <laughs> I'm ruining the joke. I'm sorry. You got a pet duck. But I bought a new muzzle for my pet duck the other day. Now, it's nothing fancy, but it does fit the bill. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Gonna, I, I do think because I did send him the farkles that Grayson has done, so I think Brett may have to add that at the end of all of our dad jokes. <laughs> that would be yeah. really cool. He does a really good farkle. <laughs> yeah, I, I have them. I'll have to add them. So as uh, as we say our goodbyes for this week, uh, moms, is there anywhere online that you would like to invite people to find you? No. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, don't go looking for them because um, their moms, they're we busy, have they have their own Instagrams lives. Instagrams and private Facebook accounts. But so. feel free to look up the guys anytime you want. Right. That's right. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Headley Art. Yep. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Tyler Volk. And you can find Dad's Meat World on Facebook and uh, hopefully by this point on Twitter at Dad's Meat World. And you can email us at dadsmeatworld at gmail.com. And by now, you're probably like number three on Apple Playlist. So. Hey, we're going for number one Boy Meets World podcast. People got to get. This is what? Episode 12? Do you know your Instagram handle? I don't hear that. I don't post on Instagram. Then why did you say that? I said Twitter. No, you said Instagram. Oh. So edit that. (laughs) On Twitter. Twitter, At Tyler Volk. That's not your Instagram handle. We do this at the end of every episode. Brett can literally take from one episode and throw it over. And with that, we'll see you next week. Good looking. Have a good day. Good looking. Find Dad's Meat World on Facebook, Twitter, and probably a few other places just by searching for Dad's Meat World. Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story. One shut the door and the other one. Yes. Okay. So they're outside. So yeah, feel free to edit this however you'd like, love. Uh, Oh, I intend to. (laughs) The most edited episode of the podcast yet. This is going to be. So what was I talking about? About a chemistry with Amy? About how in the early nineties she feminist movement.